Well, looky, looky, we've not just made the end of the week, we've made the end of the month. It's home time, it's Bush and Ritchie. And of course, getting to the end of the month means the Payday Social, and we launched our inaugural Payday Social last night in Birmingham at the Old Joint Stock Pub. A big thank you to the lovely people at Fuller's for loaning us the back room of their pub last night. And a big thank you to everyone who came down to have a couple of beers and a chat. What a relief, the people of Birmingham, after yesterday's discussions, they didn't stand us up. They didn't stand us up at all. It was lovely to meet so many different people. We had people from bands in there. There was one lad turned up who makes the door latches for McLaren cars. I mean, high end. We've got a high end listenership. I would say that's the most niche job I've <laughs> ever heard anyone have in my life. The door <laughs> latch for a McLaren sports car, which is amazing. But it was brilliant to meet everybody. I know there's a trio of people ready to start playing violins. Let's just share the time that we walked in, uh, walked in our front doors. Half twelve. Five to twelve. And little kids, they don't, they don't let you have a lion, do they, Todd? No, they don't. Not when they're teething. Not keen on that. So, look, listen, the main thing, this is what we do for you lot. One other thing, just to mention in dispatches about it. Uh, we thanked Fullers yesterday, who uh, gave us this room at the back of the, uh, the old joint stock in the centre of the city. They laid on some lovely pies for us. That, for me, was like heaven. It was a platter, right... Seven or eight different platters of seven or eight different types of pie from different parts of the country. I think it was uh, it was a lovely treat for everyone that turned off. Obviously, we had our twenty brum chums that were going to get a drink. We did indeed, uh, but there were more than twenty of you that turned up. Um, so you know, some people just turning up just to, to hang out with us, which was lovely. But I don't think what people were expecting were pies. Anyone looking through the door into our little special enclosure at the back of that pub, they must have thought it was like a meeting of like a local butchers association <laughs> or a pie club, monthly pie club. But a hat off to one, I don't want to single too many people out, but one specific listener, a lady by the name of Gina, who's tweeted Bush and I today, she walked off with five pies in her handbag last night. That is a lot of pies. She's not a big lady, she's a tiny no, lady. No, she's not. Uh, as far as I could tell, she had, because I had to move her handbag because someone spilt a drink at one point. <laughs> she's only got a little um, Margaret Thatcher style yeah. swing around handbag. Yeah. I actually got five pies in there, I've got no idea. And she's already eating one today. So it means she's got four left for the rest of the weekend. I love a girl who plans ahead. We're marking all sorts of end of things today. End of the month, end of the week. We're not going to talk politically, but it's also the end of Veganuary today. That's honestly one of the worst sounding names for anything <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. If you've been giving it a go, one of the things that may have aided you, certainly over this last week, I saw that uh, scientists have developed a scratch and sniff uh, for those that have been struggling missing their bacon. So, if you think about it, like if if you're giving up cigarettes or whatever, and you've got the old um, patch, oh, well, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so you're getting your little your little bit of uh, nicotine and all that kind of thing. Just imagine the concept of missing bacon so much that you've got to like scratch a little scratch card just to get a sniff of bacon. First of all, the idea of a bacon patch. Now that would be nice. Isn't that great? That's idea? a little bacon patch. Yeah. Uh, but secondly, so what for Veganuary? You're you're just going vegan for one month. I think so. Yeah, yeah. February. I guess you just have a great big steak. Wouldn't that make you even worse though? Like, because you just want to try and avoid. If I'm doing veganuary, which I'm not going to in a million years, um, you'd avoid places like steakhouses and stuff because you don't want to smell it. Yeah, quite. reminds you what you're missing. Which is why ingenious, just having a little scratch and sniff patch for your bacon. Yeah. Oh, do you know what though? Could someone be a vegan without telling anyone about it? That's the question I've got for people now. Can you be a vegan but no one knows? If a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, do they know? Absolutely. Vegans, over to you. 
one thing that I'm still a bit obsessed with after our visit to Birmingham yesterday mm-hmm. is their tram network. Hey, do you know what? As a lover of trains and trams and all that kind of thing, I was delighted to be walking through the city centre with you and see your eyes light up at the sight of a tram. It was brilliant. And they're like, trams are, are, are nice because like buses are a bit like, are you going to get on me? If not, oh, get lost. Yeah. See you later. Or, and trains like, you need to work out all my little system, otherwise you can see you later. Yeah. Whereas trams like stick around for a bit. So you, this, they're almost like, you want to get on? I'm happy to stick around for a bit. Yeah. John, I like that with trams. And they're quaint little parp as well, you know, the little pop up, ding-a-ling-a-ling, someone on the back there with the, the old cap and all that kind of stuff. I presume you get a ticket off a reel of um, cinema tickets, <laughs> like back in the day. Yeah. But um, <laughs> why? what happens, right, in terms of cities where you get trams or you don't get trams? Like Dublin, got trams. Yes. Birmingham's got trams. Manchester got trams. Sheffield, Nottingham, Croydon. Got tra- but look, I spent a lot of my life down in the West Country. Taunton, no trams. Bridgewater, tramless. <laughs> in fact, there's a real lack of trams in the southwest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Bristol, no trams. <laughs> I, 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 do you have an explanation? I Just to put in for trams. I know I love for transport. I can't, I can't give you an answer on that one. It's a massive conspiracy. Forget HS2. Have a think about why your local area has not got a tram if it deserves one. Tram whistle blowing here on Home Time. Open this weekend is the uh, weekend I can repair the relationship with my uh, my dad after last weekend, which was, of course, FA Cup weekend. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not aware of what that... What is that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm an Everton fan. <laughs> um, there were two big sort of matches last weekend where you had big sides against the Littlands. Um, Tramir versus Manchester United. Uh-huh. Shrewsbury Town versus Liverpool. Yep. I was on the phone to my old man who was telling me he was going down the bookies to put some, port- some, some amount of money uh-huh. on Liverpool not getting a result against Shrewsbury Town. Okay. And I talked him out of it and said the smart money was to bet on Tranmere against Manchester United. Oh, do you know what? I I, I, ha- I sympathise for you because United were having a bit of a nightmare. They were. Liverpool are flying, although it makes me sick to think it. Yeah. But clearly that's the total opposite of what you should have done. Yeah, because uh, the final score was Tranmere nil, Manchester United 6. And uh, Shrewsbury versus Liverpool ended 2-0. I've not spoken to my dad this week. He, he might. You might have cost him like... <laughs> Four, five hundred pounds or something. I know. Don't come anywhere near me for a tip this weekend. There's just offering people uh, on the show tonight a chance to win ten thousand pounds. That could have been your dad. I know. Home time. It's Absolute Radio on a Friday. That first beer is in touching distance. So we started off the week with Carl Pilkington here in this studio chatting away to us on Home Time. You may think to yourself, do you know what? I've heard that because I was listening on Monday night. You haven't heard all of it because actually we kept the microphones running during the songs that you were listening to. So there's a few extra bits that you haven't heard yet. Here's Carl. You talk of sick of it and you say it's got its ups and downs and you, you didn't think of it as like a, a sitcom. No. But it is funny as well. Maybe I'm a bad person. I roared with laughter. Um, I find uh, it odd when I hear that. I find it odd. <laughs> I mean, it's great, and I'm not bothered. You know, each to their own, and they get out of it what they will. But at no point have I watched it and thought, "Oh, there's a funny bit." There's, there's that's when everyone's going to be rolling. About. Okay, I will tell you specifically the lad that you go back and see, right? Who you know, yeah, who yeah. had his fits, yeah. And then you've gone down the mill to prove you're not dull, and you walk in with the bike yeah, light, yeah. and there he yeah, is there in the mill, the... Right, and, he, okay. and he has that fit. Yeah. I roared with laughter. Maybe that makes me a bad person. But the situation that he's in, and you're doing that, that's funny. You see, it's, and that's, you know, you can't... When you make something, you make something, you chuck it out, and everyone will have their own opinion on right. it. You laughed at it. But for me... I want that, King. That, that episode... Okay. There you go. That episode was more about, like, the theme itself, that you go back, you know, something's bothered you from your past, and you go back to try and fix it, 
and you kind of make it worse and you feel even worse about yourself than you did before the trip. Mm. That, that for me, is the main thing to take from that episode. And if you laugh, you laugh. I mean, are, you, are you quite a nightmare, though, with your own stuff? Will you go yeah. back to it and go, oh, that's uh, rubbish, you, I'm going to get you, rid that, of that? That's been the worst thing about this sort of work. Because really? it's the first time... You know, with the book, it comes... I worked in a way that once I wrote it, I'd read it back once, make the changes and leave it. Yeah. And I wish I could have done that with this. But for some reason, when you make stuff for the telly, it adds another pressure. It's There's something about the telly yeah. that you go, it's got to be as good as it can be. And the amount of times I wrote stuff and then I'd be happy with it, then the next day I'd go in with Richard, who I wrote it with, and he was director. Just like, bin that, bin it. And he's going, whoa, 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 hang on, you were happy with this yesterday. Mm. But it's that thing your head changes every day, doesn't it, with what he's happy with. Yeah. And what can bother you one day doesn't bother you as much another day. Uh, which is weird, because that's kind of what the series is. It is. It's kind of the rela- relationship that you have with your own head. So, uh, well, it's part two of us playing back some of the best bits of our interview with Carl Pilkington that was on the Hometime Show on Monday. Uh, in addition to this, we, we can't play it now because we'll get taken off air, but in addition to this, have a little listen to the bit that we've put in the podcast from that Monday night uh, where he gets to talk about Trekkie Bottoms. Yeah. Uh, it's um, pretty X-rated. Have a little <laughs> listen to that. That's your homework for the weekend. Meanwhile, here's part two of Carl Pilkington. I, I don't have a pop at Mrs Brown's Boys. Okay, I don't have a pop of Mrs. Brown's Boys, but sometimes when you when there's a program out there that loads and loads and loads of people love, and you watch it and you think, I don't get this. Do you sometimes sit there and panic if you've got to write someone like this? You think, maybe I don't know what the public, what are they, what do they laugh at? Do you know what I mean? If you, it's if you a watch dangerous it. game, isn't it? Really trying to second guess what people want. So you can't go down that route, then. You I guess. can't. You've just got to kind of do the sort of thing that you like, and yeah, Mrs. Brown's Boys, massive, and. You know, he's done a lot of them. And when you do it yourself, then you look at those things and go, actually, fair play to him, because that's... Yeah. It, it's it's still a craft, do you know what I mean? Mm, it's yeah. still telling a story, and it's still characters, and a lot of people relate to those characters, and, and, and that's what you try to do when you tell a story. You, you, you hope that the people who are like you find it. That's what the yeah. best thing is, that someone will send you a message and go, I watch this and I can relate to it, and I got a lot out of it, and you go, right, job done. Yeah. That's all you can do. If you start sort of looking at the TV guides and going, <laughs> well, a lot of people like that, <laughs> so I'll have a go at that, but it might not be what you're into, so yeah. it's dangerous, I think. Home time on a Friday night. The moment of truth is upon us. Whose Friday is going to get infinitely better? Let's find out. Absolute Radio 10K. Friday. £10,000 has been up for grabs today. You've been entering. It's time for us to enter a phone number very carefully. Very carefully. And award someone £10,000. Pure drama. <laughs> hello. Oh, hello there. It's Bush and Richie at Absolute Radio. Who's this? Ashley Drew. Hello, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. Ashley, did you pick up on Richie's incredibly posh phone voice that he just did then when you actually picked the phone up? Oh, swipe me, yes. It was very posh, wasn't it? <laughs> I'll have you know, <laughs> I've, I got criticised earlier for not pronouncing my T's. Oh, it's about So I've worked that. very hard for the rest of the show. Hello, Klondike 454. <laughs> How's your day been so far, Ashley? 
Not bad. I had a very nice lunch and it hasn't rained, so it's been good. What was for lunch, Ashley? I had a fish stew. Really nice. Wow, fish stew. You don't see that often these days, do you? Do you know what? And your life's a little bit of a poem, isn't it? Ashley drew with his fish Fish stew. stew. (laughs) I thought I was balmy. (laughs) And, Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What are you up to? Uh, retired. Um, just sort of taking life easy after a hectic life so far. I'm really looking forward to retiring. Is it good? I'm imagining tracksuit bottoms, watching a bit of telly, playing golf, that kind of stuff. Yes, yes and no. Because you know when you're retiring, you're getting old. And when you're getting old, you can't do as much, so... You must still have some big ambitions to go and do some stuff, though, like, are there places on holiday or sites you'd still love to see? Oh, yes, yes, there are several places I'd love to go to with my wife. Tell us where. I'd like to see the Greek islands. I've seen some of the Greek islands, but my wife has never been. Well, sounds good, doesn't it? I tell you what makes life handy. I, I tell you what's handy when you want to go and see the Greek islands. What's that? £10,000, Ashley, because that's what you've just won. Oh, 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 oh I say, that's, that's jolly good, isn't it? Did I sound all, <laughs> did I, did I sound all my teas? <laughs> you certainly did. You don't have to, Ashley. You've just won cash. You can react however you want. Oh, that's just fantastic. That's just absolutely wonderful. Hey, we're really chuffed. You tell us your wife's name because you guys are going to be going on an amazing holiday. Heather. Big up to Heather in the house. We love the Drews and have a fantastic time on your Greek island hopping, if that is indeed what you do with your ten grand. Well done. Oh, I tell you what, if we've got a big suitcase, you can fit in it. Oh. <laughs> Bit weird. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, it how, big, how big does the suitcase have to be to get you in it? Ashley, we're not getting in your suitcase, <laughs> all right? You seem like a lovely guy. We're really chuffed you won the money, boy. ain't getting in it. We've, we've, burned, we've been burned with this type of thing before. We're not getting in any suitcases. <laughs>